Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I am your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch. And we are joined today by our co-host, fellow gladiators, Barry. We who are about to podcast salute you. <laughs> Isaiah. What's up? <laughs> Today's episode is on being entertained, gladiator. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments, as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Once again, that email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Gladiator was released on May 2000 in the U.S. It was directed by Ridley Scott. The screenplay was written by David Franzoni, John Logan, and William Nicholson. It stars Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, Connie Nielsen, and many, many more. This has a whole lot of people in this movie. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 76% for the critics and 87% for the audience. A former Roman general sets out to exact vengeance against the corrupt emperor who murdered his family and sent him into slavery. Then we get started, Barry. So I really love this movie. Uh, it has it has problems with it. Let's be clear. But I, I really love this movie for its quotability and the fact that I watched it in Western civilization in high school instead of learning things. <laughs> <laughs> This was our curriculum Beautiful. for like th- three, like three straight class periods. Instead of teaching us things, you just showed us Gladiator for our for our, uh, uh, unit on ancient Rome. I would <laughs> also, not even complain about that. I'm like, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Like the third, like 14 year old me or whatever is like, this is great. Um, it has some of the most memorable lines. In cinema history, it is the movie that made you download that one Enya song that you played like probably like ten times and never wanted to listen to again. <laughs> um, I think that the thing I really love the most about this film, like not even the action or acting or whatever, but is actually just like the costume design and set design and like yeah, incredible awesome, use yeah. of matte paintings. Like it's it's so richly done. And very, it's probably not perfectly accurate, you know, obviously, but it's, it's so, it's so well done and so lovingly crafted. Um, and that, that is what I take away most from this film is just like the look and feel of everything and like the incredible work that went into all the costumes and weapons, like before Lord of the Rings, like it was, I want to say it was Gladiator that really pulled this off the best, Mm. you know, in terms of all like these handsmith weapons obviously the stuff they're hitting each other with and it's pretty obvious in a couple shots is is not you know real steel sword but you know it still looks great uh what do you think isaiah this movie man this movie (laughs) the last time i watched this film gladiator was a long time ago like probably eight years ago nine years ago but i loved it cheese and all dude i i loved it <laughs> oh it's so cheesy it, it's just it's like cheese. sharp wisconsin and cheddar, cheddar. It's cheese to the max like you know a rich smoked gouda it's <laughs> it's all there but it's i love there. it man <laughs> i don't i don't know this film yeah like honestly the set design is incredible russell crowe right yeah russell crowe russell crowe i feel like he he plays one character <laughs> <laughs> he plays one character you know, you know right like Les Mis I feel like he plays the same character 
he is Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> like, I think that he was cast really well, and the Joker Phoenix, he, I think, does a really good job playing, you know, Sex Creep, <laughs> part two. <laughs> Actually, this is the original, right? Yes, yeah, this the original, is the OG. Yeah. The, the, the OG. <laughs> Weird sex pervert. Yeah. Um, weird pregnant woman sex fantasies to shacking up with your sister. <laughs> this guy's got it all. Yeah, dude, he was Tennessee before Tennessee was even made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I just enjoy this film. Like, it's kind of a stupid film, and it's super campy, and like the lines are really cheesy, but it's hilarious. It's quotable. It's fun. I think this movie has a lot of fun value to it. It's yeah. an enjoyable film. Yeah. It's played perfectly straight, to be clear. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they even tried to make this somewhat comedic, it would fall f- completely flat on its face. Oh, it but, would be a disaster. <laughs> but the fact that they play it so straight, cheese to the max, it's amazing, you know? Cheese to the max. <laughs> cheese to the max. Maximus. Maximus Cheesemus. Maximus Ludacris. I'm dead. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? Yeah, I still like this movie a lot. Um, but let me get that clear. I love this movie. But on second watching again, I think the first time I watched it was on VHS when I was a wee lad. Oh, line. man. Mm, 2000 would be junior high or start of high school, right? Yeah. I guess not a wee lad. When I was a teenager... But I was like, man, this movie is violent. But I can't stop watching it. <laughs> and uh, on on second rewatch, I realized that this movie is very flawed. Like Barry mentioned earlier, a uh, couple things. Uh, the dialogue is not realistic, but it's awesome. It's quotable. It's nothing real people would say in that situation. It's just like, what would a movie person say? To look yeah. cool on the screen. Yeah, I was you like, know. what would an actor say in this situation? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and also the fight scenes were actually kind of bad. The actual, like, if you look in detail at the, the choreography, uh, it's very sloppy. They cover it up with a lot of shaky cams, uh, a lot of angles cutting away or at a certain angle where you can't see the hit. There's a lot of places where they're not even close to hitting them, uh, the guy, you know, like the thing where you punch a guy in the face, right? And then he just, like, knocks yeah. his head back. There's some like where... three feet from his head. Yeah, it's three feet from his head and you see it. Usually they hide it better, but, like, yeah. you know, they make it quick. They try to hide that. They do a lot of they do a lot of cutting on impact. Yeah, a lot of cutting on impact. So much. Um, but you kind of forgive it because there are some scenes where are still brutally violent considering when it was made. Like there's a guy who gets slashed in the face and then he turns around and you see that slash in the middle of his face. Um, it's yeah. less violent than I remember because uh, it's, I think it was just ultra violent for the time it was made and that's why it was kind of shocking. But, uh, <laughs> but if Deadpool. you watch it now, it's kind of tame. Yeah, yeah. Like Deadpool. yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can get away. Like this, this movie was rated R back yeah. in the day. And we can get away with a lot with a lot more with that rated R. Yep, a lot today. more. <laughs> a lot more. A lot more. This movie is super long. It's three hours long. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. There's a lot of flaws in here, but I I still love the movie. But yeah, it's not as perfect as I remember it being. That said, 
the scale of it is incredible. Uh, like Barry mentioned, <clears> the the sets, the designs, the costumes, just the scale of it is super huge. All the extras they have on scene, like this mini side characters. There's so many people involved in this movie, and I think most of the effects are practical. And I don't remember seeing any any like glaring CGI or. Whatnot. Oh, there is. There, there is. is. <laughs> oh, and which, the, which like that scene where he's fighting the gladiator champion, and there's the tigers. There's oh, some the tigers. real bad CGI okay. tigers for like okay. a couple. It's not very long, but it sticks out like a CGI tiger. <laughs> That's okay. That's, that was forgivable. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. You mean the right. wait? You mean the parts where they use like a doll tiger? <laughs> like, like where they're fighting in the in the arena? Yeah, they, like, there's let a part the where the tiger's on top of him, and it's clearly a fake tiger. Yeah, no, but there's like, a couple shots where they're like they're swiping at him, and it's yeah, like yeah. this terrible CGI tiger that's lit from lit for like from the wrong direction. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I'll and you're like, God damn it. Um, maybe not CGI, but like, uh, what you put it? What you call it? You understand why they did it because yeah. you you you're not gonna let a tiger anywhere near your actual actress, right? Yeah, yeah. That's just not. I mean, supposedly they did. Part of the 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 meta lore for this movie is that like yeah. they almost got taken out by a tiger. I don't Ooh. believe it. I don't buy okay. it. Like, maybe for, like, a quick, like, half second, they accidentally let a tiger get a little bit close, but there's no way you let an animal like that anywhere near, like, Russell Crowe, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time, like, the better way to do it would have been, like, to plate it, like, uh, like film it in double, film your actors, and then film the tiger. Yeah, and then just but, do an overlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. they're kind of lazy there. No, I mean, they probably couldn't really do it that way back in the day they probably didn't have the camera tracking technology to be able to True. match that cut but like it, it's to be clear this is a non-issue the shot lasts yeah. maybe five frames uh there's two shots and they last maybe like five to ten frames each but it's just it was really noticeable to me <laughs> also one thing that i noticed right away is the it's illogical because the tiger you know how three people are holding the tiger back right yeah it could just turn around and attack him, you know. I'm just saying, just saying, you know. Like I, I don't understand the logic yeah. behind the positioning of the chains. But anyways, also, I'm pretty yeah. sure a tiger could just overwhelm them anyway. Yeah, a tiger weighs like what, like nearly a ton, right? <laughs> a ton. Okay, you they, they so. weigh they weigh quite a bit. They're yeah. they're not small. Yeah. Anyway. Also, they're holding chains with their bare hands. You know, it's not. You don't. If you ever held a chain before, you're not going to get that good of a grip. I mean, whatever. It's it's yeah, whatever. We're, anyways, we're really nitpicking. Yeah, nitpicking <laughs> here the tiger scene. But anyways, like I said, I think for the most part, um, it like it wasn't glaring. Kind of like uh, Independence Day. You know, when you see bad CG, you know it's bad CG. There's there's some scenes in older movies that just sticks out. Lawnmower Man is full of. <laughs> Really bad CG. Well, the reason this st- stuck out to me is because this movie yeah. made incredible use of really, really some of the best matte paintings I've ever yeah, seen. That too, I prefer right? that over CG. Just like I, all those, like old Blade Runner did that. Man, like those incredible glamour shots of like Rome, or were, were astonishing. Right? They blended yeah. it very well, and it, it just looked great. And then you have this crappy CGI tiger. <laughs> It's like, okay, all right. That's the only fly, I guess. But yeah, um, it was. It looks great. It still looks great. Again, other than like the fight choreography itself, if you just look at it on second viewing, you'll see that's very sloppy. But yeah, other than that, pretty good. I still love it. Flaws oh, yeah. Talking about the fight choreography, like that opening scene is both 
amazing and terrible. Yeah. Because you, you kind of, like, if you insert yourself into the mind of, like, the uh, stunt coordinator for the scene, right? You have probably a thousand extras in the scene. And each of them has, like, a specific thing they have to do. Probably, like, an, a month-long shoot for this one shot, right? This one scene. And they're sitting there, and they're like, okay, you load the catapults, you shoot arrows, you just get killed. And then you come to the scene where they're all fighting hand-to-hand. And probably by this point in, this, in the shooting, the, he's like, God, I don't, I don't even fucking care anymore. <laughs> you hit, just hit each other with swords. <laughs> and you can kind of tell... Once, once the fighting starts like hand to hand with the swords, like, like there's just a whole lot of nothing going on. Like, yeah, people like yeah. hugging each other and falling yeah. over, and then like that terrible <laughs> shot where the camera, where like the camera just deliberately goes out of focus, and like, like the DP is behind the cameraman, just like shaking him back and forth, <laughs> and you're like, oh man, come on guys, <laughs> and uh. this is terrible, but. Like the the scale of it was wonderful, and then they just kind of it, it really petered out towards the end of those first I don't know thirty minutes or so. Speaking of which, this movie felt upon my second watching, it feels a lot like it was shot like a TV mini miniseries. Oh, okay. Right? It feels like it should have been a TV miniseries because not only because of the length, but because of how clear each of the acts is, right? Like episode one, the fight in the forest. Episode two, uh, becoming a slave. Episode three, uh, gladi- gladiator in the Coliseum. Episode four, you know, mm-hmm. oh, like a little. Now they mention it, it, yeah. It feels like it's. It feels a lot. More, like each act feels very distinct in this film. I don't know if you guys pulled that away. Now they mention it, yeah, it's clearly distinct. I guess, yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about our our buddy Joe P coming because we just came off of her i i i have this suspicion that this movie kind of ruined him for a few years because i think so too yeah because he plays like this mentally unstable sexual pervert (laughs) (laughs) who's like just like a complete bitch and like this like petulant brat to his credit he played that role like to 11 he probably spoke with the director he's like he's like all right how how ham do you want this to be? And the director's like, well, how ham can you make it? He's <laughs> like, understood. Understood. <laughs> it was like full sex pervert, like, like bratty prince-laying thing. It's, it's a fantastic performance, but it's like, like a career-ruining performance because of how definitive it is and how memorable it is. Well, he was in Signs, Yeah, he was in Signs. Like I said, he was in this in 2000 and then Signs in 2002. Uh-huh. Where he played, like, a secondary role, but, you know, he's still memorable. Yeah, yeah. Play baseball, man. He wore, uh, he Bro, wore he, a tinfoil hat. he was hat. in Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> oh, shit, Dang. he was. He was in Hotel Rwanda. Wait, he was one of the UN guys, right? I don't remember. But, yeah, he had, like, kind of a very wow. mellow career after this. And... I, I mean... Like, Walk the Line, though, that was his Oscar, right? Or his Oscar nomination. Yeah, Gladiator, Walk the Line, and The Master. Mm. Yeah, were all of his nominations. I'm surprised he genuinely, like, hasn't won an Oscar yet. Because, man, is talented. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> like, he, he's apparently been typecasted as a sex pervert, but, you know. <laughs> apparently. He made a very, op- 
good opposite to Russell Crowe's like <laughs> Russell <Man>, Crowe standing. <laughs> yeah. The Russell Crowe, who apparently is a massive butthole to work with on set, like a huge. Diva, I've heard that, yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate. It kind of affects my perception of an actor's performance when you hear all this backstage stuff, like you know, with Edward Norton, uh, Christian Bale, Christian Bale. You know, these guys who are exceptional actors they give you great performances but then apparently they act like huge douches on set and they're like eh, you know i don't i don't like that i don't like that oh i don't mind as much everyone's a d-bag i mean but like depends you know, on how much when you're in a production with hundreds of people and like every minute you're spending shooting is literally bleeding money and everybody's working like 14 hours 14 to like 20 hour days you know for like yeah, months yeah. in a row you're like just just get your job done. <laughs> you know? Like filming, filming is an act of passion, but it's also like an astonishing amount of work. People that yeah. don't know, like you know, Joe Schmo, your workday is nine to five. In the film industry, when you're on set working, it's like whenever the hell shit needs to be set up to whenever the hell shit is torn down. Which for for the for, you know for for most people is going to end up being like like a sixteen hour day. Sometimes, like, literally 18-hour, 20-hour days. Yeah, you know, you might be filming for, like, a full 20... I don't think you're allowed anymore. I think a few years back, I don't know exactly when, they, there's a rule that you can't go over a certain amount. I know child actors, <laughs> child actors in particular, are not allowed to work. Oh, it's very particular. Like, they're not allowed to film past, like, a certain time. Yeah, there's a Which is why for, like, the movie, it, yeah. they had to actually fake the date. The nighttime rain scene is like a daytime. Oh, really? Rain scene. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's so. very particular for child actors in particular, but like for 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 the average, you know, key grip, <laughs> you're you're there for a very long time. <laughs> Rip you, dude. Do you know how they get around this though? What's that? They film in other countries. Yeah. Mm. So I know some people who like when they're working in Europe, it's completely different standards. So they would straight up pull 18, 20 hour days for seven, eight days straight. No breaks. Absolutely. That's why <laughs> um, a lot of, a lot of yeah. films are filmed out of the U S or especially out of Hollywood. Um, yeah. you see more and more Canada. films. Yeah. You know, Vancouver, Toronto, especially Vancouver and Toronto, the cities with a thousand faces. They'll literally just block off whole roads and like change signs just to make it appear like it's LA. <laughs> it's cheaper to film, and then you can circumvent some some labor laws by filming in good old Canada. Nice. Now I know where to go. Yeah. When you want to be a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. I'll hire you for twenty hour days and give you pennies. But I mean, if you want want to film like a gratuitous sex scene, you just like go to Ukraine and just hire some prostitutes to film it for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, this man. is this is not a joke. This is this has really? been in very many movies. Like uh, Yui Bull very famously loved to use prostitutes because he could pay them like a hundred U.S. dollars and get. That's so bad. And they dude. would just do whatever the hell you want for a day. They're like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> this is way easier than my usual uh. work. Uh, too bad that he makes terrible movies. Yeah, too bad. I mean, other other filmmakers have done it. I can't think uh, off the top of my head. I just think Yui Bull because he's kind of sleazy. <laughs> and it just yeah, comes to he mind. is. <laughs> he's a leech. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the movie though. <laughs> Back to the movie though. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the, the the plot makes no sense. First of all, 
none of it makes any sense, but it's perfectly fine. Dude, Actually, just, yeah. You're just like, I, okay, so this guy's a general, and then you want, like, they're going to make him Caesar, even though that's not really a thing. And then. It's like, that's not how that works, but okay. That works. <laughs> and then jo- jo- Joaquin is like, nah, fam, that's mine. And orders all of his own troops to kill him, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, we'll kill him." Yeah, that's the thing that got me. He's a love general, and he's an awesome fighter. That doesn't make any sense. It would have made sense just to do it right then and there. I, if, you know, some people would be like, "Nope." Yeah. On principle, there'd be people who were like, "No, I will not cross my general." Yeah. He just won them a victory against the Germans, Germania. Yeah, and then, I don't know, and then he gets, like, this terrible shoulder wound escaping from his execution, and he doesn't die of horrible bacterial infection. Oh, they, they put maggots on it, they may, you know, they, they clarify that. The maggots ate all the bad stuff, that's how it works. Sure. Yeah. I remember that scene, because it's like, don't touch it, they'll clean him out. And then this guy is, like, chewing something and putting it in his wound, which... I think would make it more infected because your mouth is a really dirty place. But yeah, I don't know. Science, I guess. Science. It's Science, fine. that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. <laughs> like, nothing makes sense when you think about it for longer than, like, a second. But it just, it's just fine because the movie has, like, this, this, like, straightforward charm. And it's just all about like these action set pieces and the dialogue is like like all the dialogue is so stiff it's like bad shakespeare almost <laughs> yeah like really bad shakespeare it's like the actors turning to the camera and speaking to the audience bad. yeah and then oh man like cinematically it's wonderful with a couple exceptions like like that terrible shaky cam where it's just like smearing the camera across the screen. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And this is back before we had real slow motion cameras that people could yeah, afford to use. Yeah, slow mo looks kind of chunky. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just it looks kind of jank. It's still, it's still filmed at like whatever twenty four frames per yeah. second. They just like show one frame every five seconds, and you're like, "Come oh. on, <laughs> come on!" <laughs> oh god, no! It's just it's like watching a PowerPoint. Stop it. Just stop doing these shots. <laughs> hey, they're trying their best, yeah, okay? They they're trying their best. But I mean, yeah, it's, I really Rid- it's Ridley Scott, okay? Yeah. So he should know a thing or two about, you know, making things look good, even if they don't necessarily make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where he's walking with the hand in the grain. Dude, I still remember that scene, too. Some some scenes are iconic. Yeah. Extremely iconic. Like that, that, the whole final sequence where he's, like, walking through the gray and, like, opening that door. I still remember yeah. that. And that great shot of, like, when he's lying on the ground and, like, the ground is drifting underneath him, uh, which was done, I guess, with, like, a, with, like, a dolly. They just they just threw him on a dolly. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. With the camera, yep. Bro, I love the shot of just him walking through, like, the wheat fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he's, like, running his hand. Like, oh, yeah. that shot is iconic. That is iconic. Yeah, it's been spoofed yeah. and, like, redone. Absolutely. And, like, homage so many times. The thing that never made sense to me about this film regardless of all the other weird stuff that happens that doesn't make any sense the thing that never made sense to me is like um when he first becomes a gladiator like he's a slave right and the guy buys him and then he's like you gotta fight he's like i don't want to (laughs) fight but i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to and then they go to the arena and he's like okay i'm gonna fight and you're like what was there a character moment i missed (laughs) 
<laughs> nope. He's just like, I will fight now. I will fight now. And then, like, two scenes later, he's, like, a god of fighting. And you're like, okay, I guess this is where we're going. I, I mean, it's, it's like, like they skipped... I guess you, you set him up as a general, you know? I guess he can fight. I mean, that's <laughs> not the part that, that that was weird to me. It's like he transitioned from, like, this uh, empty shell of a man that didn't want to, like, engage in combat. Like, first of all, they established early on that he, did, like, he doesn't like war, right? Like, all these lingering yeah, yeah. shots of, like, where he's, like, brooding over his injured soldiers. And, and he's like, I just want to go home to my crops. And then he's like, he's a slave. He's like, I'm gonna kill some people now. Yeah, I'm gonna kill everyone. <laughs> and like, what was this? I missed a couple character beats here. Oh, it's, I like the part. I still remember the. You know, are you not entertained? Are you, are not, you not entertained? Are you not entertained? And then they start clapping, and he's just like, "What am I supposed to do with you people?" <laughs> you know, that scene where he's just like, "I lost. I lost the moral victory here. They, these people I just can't help him." The look of disappointment on his face. Like, the message of this film is so fucking weird. It's like, violence is yeah, bad, yeah. but we're celebrating it anyway. <laughs> like, alright, whatever. Yeah, like, I, I remember reading this paper that was like, every war film is an anti-war film. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, what? What? And I think the example was like, Saving Private Ryan. How it's like this glorified war film, but also a very much anti-war film. I was like, eh, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. It's it's like that's not the message people uh, get out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was essentially like anytime you're showing war and depicting war, it's like, you know, bad things happen to people, and that's war. So it's an anti-war film. <laughs> I I don't think the logic is there. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan is a movie that I think glorified the individual, but denigrated yeah. war. Absolutely. Like, all the vets that had to leave the theaters when yeah. they were watching it because they are like, it was too realistic. Oh, wow. It was definitely crazy. too real. They said that the... Yeah, they interviewed a lot of vets, and they were like, the opening scene of them storming the beaches, a lot of vets, it triggered their PTSD because they're like, that's exactly what it felt like. Holy cow. Storming the beaches. So, yeah, for them, it's very much like anti-war film. Mm. Anyways, you know, random point. Yeah, random, <laughs> random point. Random point. For Gladiator, for all the war scenes, they they pulled a little bit from history. A lot of it's very exaggerated, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The portrayal of the Roman the, the Roman legions versus you know the, the the Germanic tribes is close-ish, I guess. I mean, having not been there in fifteen hundred <laughs> BC or whatever, you know. It's it's pretty reasonable. They they won they won battles because they were better equipped, better trained, and better organized, and they made great use of light cavalry. The the least correct thing is probably the equipment. Actually, I don't think they had access to steel, to widespread steel swords. What was it bronze then? I th- I want to say it was. I don't know if it was bronze. Iron. But... I think it was. It might have. Might have been either iron or like if, if steel swords were around. They certainly were not. Obsidian. Obsidian. Obsidian? No. Diamond. <laughs> Diamond. Is this Minecraft? <laughs> oh, Minecraft. I want to say they had. They had steel, like Damascus steel, like actual Damascus steel was a thing, but it was. It was like a rare, rare thing, like Game of Thrones yeah, yeah. mystical, st- mystical sword rare, <laughs> available to select you. 
yeah, that that that's that's something they definitely got wrong. It's an interesting historical portrayal of like you know all the the city states of the Roman Empire and this the vast spreading like different cultures that are mostly left alone to be governed. It's it's a yeah. which is why you know I, I I learned a couple things in Western civilization. <laughs> no. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. Shout out to my teacher that showed this to us. I don't even know if he handed out permission slips to let us watch rated R movies at 15. He was like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> wow. I remember back in the day, teachers got fired for showing rated R movies. Really? Yeah, it was in the news. Huh. Yeah. Crazy. I think I remember getting shown a few in, in high school, and right before there were boobs, the teacher would always pause it. And then and they stand in front of the class and say, there are about to be boobs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why would, would you mention fast forward yeah. and not show it? Some of them would do that. But like one or two would be like, there are about to be boobs. If you're offended by this, please leave the room for 35 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> would there be kids that actually left? No. <laughs> of course not. Got, I mean, they have they got to pay lip service to it, you know. But it's a room full of, like, you know, 13 through 18-year-olds. What do you expect? They're like, yeah, boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah I can't. Oh, no, I'm so offended. <laughs> I'm so offended right now that I'm going to stay here. And Can you rewind it? <laughs> protest. <laughs> yeah, I want to protest. I want to mention briefly that this is one of the earliest roles for uh, Digimon Hanjo. Hanso. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce that, cause, so I'm going to call him Digimon. <laughs> Digimon Hanzo? Digimon Hanzo. Wait, wait, I don't okay. even know who you're trying to talk about. <laughs> uh, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and... Uh... I'm literally going to look up Digimon Hanzo. <laughs> talk about the median? He was the black guy. Digimon black Hanzo. Guy. Okay. He was just awkwardly standing around whenever Russell Crowe needs somebody to, to dialogue with. Yeah, or, you know, one oh. thing I was ta- thinking about is the scene where they're getting bought by the, the trader, the gladiator owner, right? Uh-huh. And he's just, like, in a man thong, and this guy's, like, checking him out and just slapping him just in the like butt. Just, like, grabbing his butt. He didn't slap anyone else's butt, just the black guy's. I mean, he's got a great butt in this movie. He does, he does. <laughs> so, he, I don't know what is on his head in the beginning. It looked like a little hat. Uh, that's his it's hair. Gone. That's his hair. Are you dude. sure? He's bald though. That's his hair. No, this is this is another Jimon, problem with the Jimon Hanzu. Wait, Jimon you, Hanzu, you're saying that he said. had hair, and then Jimon later in the Hanzu. movie he he shaved his head? Yeah, it's a continuity error. He just oh he God. just at some point in the film, I guess he might they have Thor Ragnaroked him. Yeah, they Ragnaroked him, and I, I bet he broke his contract doing it. But he probably shaved his head, and then he it's just gone, and they don't never mention it. But yeah, because it's weird. Because like, like it don't was, worry like, about it. Between once, between like one, like in the middle of his scene, between one cut and the next, he's just missing his hair. Yeah, he's missing his hair. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I was trying to think, is that like a tiny no, hat, or hair, is that his dude. hair? You're so racist. <laughs> oh, it, it was covered in dust. It looked like a turban almost, you know? I was just like, what is that white thing on his head? And then it's gone. So I just assumed he had like a hat on his head and then it just fell, fell off while he's fighting or something. No, it again. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. That answers that question. Oh my God. <laughs> Cute. Jimon Hansu was in. Blood Diamond. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. That's and, all- <gasps> he was in How to Train Your. He played Drago wow. in How to Train Your Dragon Two. 
I did not oh, know that. What? Yeah, that's respect. crazy. I really love this guy because he's like in a lot of movies and he's instantly recognizable, and yet you immediately forget about him afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Wait, he was in Aquaman. Kind of hard to... What? And he was in Shazam as the wizard. Yeah, yeah, he was the wizard. Uh, oh, he was the wizard. Oh, Digimon Hanzo, dude. He was in Fast and Furious Seven, and also the Seventh Son. What? What? What, what is his career, this man? Guy dude, is he's in been... a lot of movies. I know he's like he's like pointy hat man, but with a slightly more successful career, <laughs> with a much more successful career. Yeah, pointy hat man. We don't know where he went off to. He died in real life, I guess. It's like after he, he like no. they actually killed him on the set. No, we'll he find him as it goes. We'll find. Wow, him, yeah. he was in Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. That's, Tomb Raider. That's not he a was good in thing. Constantine. He was in Constantine. Wait, the uh, Keanu Reeves. Two thousand five, Keanu Reeves. Wow. Wow. What? He was in Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> Isn't what this guy? This guy's in so many movies, and Wait, I he always, was in Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, he was. What? He was the same character. He was um Korath. Yeah, Korath, the guy with like the cybernetic implant stuff. He's the same character in oh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy as uh, Captain oh, Marvel. Oh wait, mm-hmm. he was yeah, playing wait, the wait. same character, dude. Yeah, he's this is blowing, this is blowing, this is blowing my mind right now. Did you now, guys dude? not yeah. put that together? <laughs> no, no. God damn it. Well, I think I forgot. Oh, like, it was yeah, like the most obvious too. callback of all time. He's, there's just like Digimon Hanzo in the background, and he's just there. He's in all these scenes. <laughs> wow. Dude, this guy has a lot of range because like, he, he's it's not recognizable yeah. in some of his I don't, roles. I, okay, I don't know if he has a lot of range. Cause yeah. every role he's in, he's like he's a villain. Well, no, no, he's <laughs> no, like wizard, wizard in Shishan. He's like got this really yeah. like over the top delivery to everything he says. Oh, absolutely. Which is why he who? gets these. Like, it's like who? And you're like <laughs> whoa! Way to get paid. You, you're earning that paycheck, Digimon. <laughs> Digital no, I, I didn't notice Digital. him at all. Like even even though he might be overacting, like his his roles are different. Just yeah, you know, one of those actors. Yeah, it spans quite a few yeah. like film genres, I guess. But he's he's another <laughs> one of those guys you got to look out for because he is in mm-hmm. everything. Well, wow, I'll add yeah. into the the trifecta that is uh, Carl Urban, Sam Rockwell, <laughs> and now we got DJ Hanzo. He's the third member. <laughs> The leader is Pointy Hat Man, obviously. But Pointy Hat Man. I bet, I bet he's in a lot of films, too. We just don't know who he is. We gotta find yeah. him out. <laughs> it's, it's someone famous. That's <laughs> why we, he's wearing the hat. It's a joke. It could be. We can cover like a, the greatest movie conspiracy ever known to mankind. It's Joaquin oh, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, like, coming, coming back to this film, after not having yeah. seen it for good... Uh... 18 years oh god holy oh god it's literally 18 years <laughs> yeah that's crazy like i remember this the film was like so exciting the action was like incredible and it's still good but you just notice all these cutaways and how uh like for the chariot scene they lose yeah. they lose continuity a couple times i noticed with the position of the chariots as they circle around they kind of like they lose track of it, and then they just kind of like teleport to the other side of the arena, and then you're like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. It's like, all right, all right. I still love that scene though. They're like, hold, hold, single, <laughs> single call. file, single, yeah, single call. It's so it's like oh, I love that. It's so it's weirdly good. <laughs> it's so yeah. weirdly good. I don't know what it is, but I love that stuff. 
it's just it's done like it's done like an epic, you know? Yeah. Like this 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 idea of like upright heroes and like uh like this 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 whole mythos which I which I really love. But like coming back to it, the action is still still fun, but you notice all these little little mistakes that like kind of build up over the movie. I don't know. These days we're kind of spo- we're kind of spoiled. We're like we have like a new renaissance of of great action with John Let's Wick. Think of John Wick, yeah, John Wick. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. The Keanu Sans. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of it, but what we get is really wonderful. Well, we got the John Wick one, two, and three. We're getting uh, new Mad Max films because uh, Fury Road was incredible. Probably one of probably one of the best action films, man, of the last decade. <laughs> Dread was wonderful, and I don't know. Like the '90s into early 2000s were had tons of incredible, like iconic action movies, like the Die Hard franchise. Die Hard's awesome. <laughs> you had Speed. You know, you had all these. Like where you could just make like a simple movie and just fill it with action. That was enough. And Gladiator is is one of the fa- last of that era. I think one of the last of those films. Where you just had like incredible action and then like these really like stiff performances around it. And it kinda worked. It kinda worked. And it's very it like just very memorable. All these all these moments that, that are really earned, as opposed to like Zack Snyder where he has all these moments that you forget immediately because they're not earned. Or I remember <laughs> them because they're bad. <laughs> it's memorable for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, all the wrong reasons. Like there, there's, there's just like this wonderful like crescendo into all these memorable lines that that you ca- kind of carry with you, right? I am wait, Maximus wait, wait, Decimus Meridius, commander of the commander of the armies of the North, <laughs> leader of the Felix Legions, and I will have my vengeance in this life and the next. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered <laughs> wife, and I will have my vengeance. Uh, I just go back to Are you not entertained? That's that's my favorite. Are you not entertained? And then they start clapping, and he just like, that's like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> just like, ah, oh, I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> you guys suck. Maximus the Merciful. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, what? <laughs> he just beat up an old guy. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Also, I, I love how they're just throwing bread at the crowd, and they're like, poor people are like, yeah, give me bread. Like, that like that is guy. actually, that is historically accurate. They actually yeah, I know, but it's, it's kind of funny. It's I know. so strange. Dude, I would be down for free bread. Give me a good Dude, sourdough. Dude, those look like, no, so, those, those look like really good bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, like, other people got apples too, and I'm just like, wow. You know, free food. Watching it again, I remember that because in that shot, um, obviously the Colosseum shots are really difficult because they're not going to let you use the Colosseum, and you're certainly not going to build a whole Colosseum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. He's <laughs> building a one-to-one replica. <laughs> yeah, the Colosseum shots are really wonderfully done because they really do a good job of fooling you, even though I think they only they built like a quarter of it. I think. That would make sense, yeah. Uh, but I remember in that shot because they're throwing bread at the crowd. There's this one shot where they just cut and they're showing the, the bread thrown, and like all the extras that are tossing them, there's like twenty loaves of bread, and none of them make it over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, unless it feels bad when the bread's like in the pit. I was like, I was following the bread, and there's like they're just tossing it up to the crowd. They're like, yeah, yeah, and then they cut to another shot, at another angle, and like all the bread just slamming against the wall. Like, oh, oh that's that's like a next they tried level their best, Okay, yeah, like what like, happened with this shot? How did you guys miss the mark so bad? You just you're just throwing bread. That's all you had to do. They don't have the arm strength to do it. Bread is heavy, you know. Like I, I, there's like one loaf that made it over you're like dude what the hell those people are gonna starve <laughs> it's so like i completely missed it my first time watching and this time i'm like oh my god they all missed their marks every single one of them why did that shot make the edit <laughs> <Poor man. laughs> How did it was too expensive to edit? get more bread yeah it is it is They're like let's let's leave it Oh, can you imagine the prop guy that day like showing up like rolling up to a bakery like I need I need everything. <laughs> I need ev- literally every okay, is, are there any other bakeries? Five? Okay. Okay, I'm going to all of these. <laughs> I need two hundred loaves of bread. <laughs> Preferably like, give, give fizz- sardo, crispy shaped. Yeah. The artisanal bread. No French bread. No French bread. It needs to be more aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to make some yardage. Like football-shaped bread. <laughs> you got to be able to throw them at least 30 yards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I would love uh, to see, like, if they're, like, they hired quarterbacks. It's just, like, a quarterback throwing all this bread by himself. Just, like, like machine-gunning it into the crowd. That'd be hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know, man. I love this film. And I, I kind of feel bad for the actors because um, they're all trying their best, right? And the things you take away from the film are none of that stuff. None of it. <laughs> you remember, like, all the cheesy one-liners and, like, all these little weird moments? Um, and then there's, like, that whole senator subplot thing that just kind of, like, didn't go anywhere. They put a snake in his bed and they're like, he's back. I'm like, what? Like, uh, whatever, dude. <laughs> it's like, I thought you killed them all, and then he just comes back. I guess he arrested that guy. It's so weird. I just have these extras standing around in, like, the the, the bathrobes. <laughs> 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 and everyone's trying so hard, and they just don't remember any of it. You're like, who's Cassius? Who's Gassus? G- gas? Gassius? <laughs> I don't even sure. Know. Gaseous, gaseous, so lactose intolerant. You know, so the Jesus gives him the gaseous. But like, you, you, like, am I am I alone here? Because like, I don't like coming back to this movie. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. That's so true. I don't remember anyone. Like any. Yeah, of this I didn't remember like... anyone other than the brother wanting to bang his sister. Uh, I didn't even remember there Joker. was the kid in this movie. Like, that kid that keeps showing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Were you in this film? Or am I watching a different cut? No? He was just, like, creepily staring at him, too. I think he wanted to kill him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a child actor, and he's just kind of there. And he has the exact same expression in every single scene he's in. Like, yeah. He's kind of baffled, like, why am I here? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not acting. He's just like the director's like, "You're perfect. You just li- just stand there. Just okay. stand next to him." Okay, what do I do? Up. No, no, no. That's perfect. <laughs> right there. That that look you got right there. Ace, ace. <laughs> just keep that line. The entire movie. <laughs> line. 
Oh my god. <laughs> it's like... It's so hard to talk about this film, because there's so much, and yet so little. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so true. Like, there's so much that it amounts to nothing, and there's a few small things that, am- that like, just carry the film. It just carries the film. Like, Joe, Joe P. Joe P. And the Jocker. <laughs> the Jocker. Helps carry the film with, like, this delightful, villainous, <laughs> like, sleazy, weird sex pervert thing that he's apparently mastered. <laughs> he's great at it, dude. He is great at it, yep. I forgot that there was a romance subplot in this. I completely forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> I, like, coming back, I'm like, wait, there was, like, a romantic tension here? I don't remember that. Oh, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and they kiss right before he goes out to fight, and I was like, wait, your wife just died, dude. What are you doing? It's like, oh, uh, what is going on? Oh, man. <sighs> I feel like I'm talking too much because I'm having too much fun laughing at everything in this movie. You guys, you guys need to take over for a minute. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. This movie is like so ridiculous. Honestly, there's so many moments where I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and when I was younger, I I was like, man, this film was amazing. But watching it again, I'm just like, oh. There's oh, so many. There's so many things wrong with yeah. the film. <laughs> It's still great. Don't get me but wrong. are you not entertained? Yeah, you're not entertained. And they start cheering. I can't get over that scene where it's just like, uh, it's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I like, still enjoyed it. It's still fun to watch. I feel like this movie's kind of in the same vein as like Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, this reminded me of Braveheart. For freedom. freedom. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of in that same vein, where it's like totally. super cheesy, super campy, but still a really fun film. Oh, absolutely. I still remember the ending of Braveheart, where they're disemboweling him, and, and like they showed it with the puppets, so you know what's going to happen, and then they don't have to show it on the screen. You can just kind of imply that he's being disemboweled. <laughs> it's smart. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I wanted to see him disemboweled. Oh my! <laughs> world needs more Where violence, Sam. Wallace? The world needs more violence. Mm, okay, I I like the side characters in this movie too. You got you got big German guy. You got Arnold. Big German guy. You got discount Arnold. You got discount Arnold. You got you got DJ Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> Germania. Uh... He's clearly channeling Arnold in this performance. Yeah. <laughs> and Which is yeah. fine. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the scholar who's like, I speak seven languages. And then he dies immediately and, and oh, he, like, just, pisses Arnold just chops his arm off. He, yeah. he pisses himself right before yep, the yep. Uh, And then uh, Russell's like, oh, this guy's going to die. <laughs> Dead man walking. <laughs> you going to die. Yeah, German guy don't, don't care because it's like, I'm going to carry this team. <laughs> just going to put the team on my back. I'm surprised he didn't like pick the guy up and use him as like a sword. Uh, football. Well, he did. He used like he cut off his hand and used it as a flail. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, that part, like, literally other than that part. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Like fourteen-year-old me was in fact entertained. <laughs> I was quite entertained. Yeah. I, don't know, I liked I I liked the subplot for like oh we're a government for the people 
voted by the people for for the people and i was like man i wish our democracy went back to that it's the most nonsensical thing in the context of this movie though because there's like there's like nothing nothing to really establish that except like 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 they all turn to the camera like for that scene and they're like we are working for the people and you're like okay all right <laughs> sure sure if you say so and then like the what joke jocker's like Oh, not everyone has a beautiful wife like yours, or like a nice life like yours. Blah, I'm sure, blah, blah. I'm sure you eat hypocrisy. much better than the, than the people. See, he's he's channeling the Joker there. He's just waiting for him to come out. The Joker, the Joker, Joker. <laughs> this it's been so long since I watched this film. Do you do you feel like it's aged well? I think it's aged all right. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff they're doing is practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like the That's stuff true. they do is is good it's just they're not filming it great yeah they have like these incredible like wound effects like like you talked about that guy getting like like his face sliced open right yeah but they're like they show it. they're scared to hold the shot it's it's probably partially because like because it's a fake as hell uh prosthetic you know yeah you notice if you linger too much yeah, you'll, you'll definitely notice it. it's, it's a it's a kind of a ridley scott hallmark um especially from earlier alien like from alien uh, when he did that, um, it was uh, for all the gore scenes. Basically, like they would cut into the close, which was definitely a prosthetic, right? And then they would cut cut back, and it's it's a hallmark of him. But like, yeah, you know, like it's it's a little bit overdone. It's it's noticeable in this one because like every other every other second, they're stabbing a sword into some guy, slicing off their head, and like you get like like two frames of like this horrible gory wound, and then it cuts away. You're like. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to see what happened. I wanted to see that. And then it's just gone. I don't know, man. It's 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 a film that I'd say I could recommend even today. Even today against against a lot of modern movies just cuz it's like there's so many things wrong with the film and yet it's it's just fun. It's just fun. Definitely. Yeah. I I think it has aged well as well. Uh I think the thing that changed is I'm my ability to perceive things in movies has grown obviously, so I noticed the flaws more on second watching. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it has aged worse. I think it's still good. I think you can appreciate it more because you recognize how flawed it is, and those flaws make it pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. unintentionally. Like that said, though, I was like, heck yeah! Like every every time they fight. And he's yelling out orders, and they're making little formations with their shields. I'm like, yeah, man, this is what I want. <laughs> it's what I yeah. want to see. Yeah, the catapults. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Like, I don't think the movie. It's not that it didn't age as well. I think it's just I'm better at recognizing bad movies. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just more aware of the flaws now. So you have a, a more refined palate, so you can detect the cheese. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> My cheese meter is off the charts, bro. <laughs> I would say this movie is probably like a mix of American cheese and cheddar because American cheese is fake cheese, so we don't count it as real cheese. It's plastic cheese. It's plastic cheese. Mostly plastic. <laughs> Mostly plastic. Oh, why don't we go to closing thoughts and our ratings? Mm-hmm. I think we're running it. To the end of uh what we had to share i think yeah sure uh so yeah gladiator i uh, like this was one of my very favorite films when i was 
14 or 15 whenever I watched it in high school. Um, there's so many, like, it's it's a movie that's carried by the moment, and it earns that moment, which is very... Zack Snyder, I'm talking to you here. <laughs> it's very <laughs> important. And it's, like, normally a film like that would feel kind of hollow and, like, not very fulfilling, but this movie kind of works, because... Um, it's it's carried a lot by Russell Crowe, obviously, and uh, Joe P. Joe Kane Phoenix. Uh, they're like they they're the opposite ends of this cheese spectrum. You know, on this end you have like a uh, like a delightfully aged French camembert, and then on this end you have like a like an like a stinky blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Very stinky. A stinky blue cheese, and. It, it, they're very definitive roles that like you can't help but seeing them in even years later because of how striking and just over the top it is. Yeah. To be clear, it's not like it's not like comedic over the top. It's just like like pinging the top of that scale of cheese where you're still doing like a serious action film, historical action film. And you're just like pegging all of like the, the 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 cheese meter readings, like like when when you ask when you ask your your director for for motivation, like all the actors, like what's my motivation for this scene? It's like I don't know, but like just take whatever you're doing and dial it up times a hundred. Like okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Digimon Hanzo is just there for Russell Crowe to talk to and deliver emotional monologue to give his character some emo- some like some <laughs> some emotional monologue. yeah that that's all he is like every that's single such scene. A good description <laughs> he's like i my character is literally just just stabbing people with swords i need some depth w- what do we do oh let's just have him talk to digimon about some emotional stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> every scene right no, yeah no, it's pretty true every scene it's pretty it? true yeah poor digimon he's just a monologue enabler <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm gonna get a mad. It's so hard to rate this film because on one hand it's like it's not a it's good so film, good. and yet on the other <laughs> it's hand so it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I might give it like, I think I might give it like an eight and a four at the same time. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I I get that. I get, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Because you I can't help but love it, but it's like, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, this is really bad. <laughs> Gee willikers. Gosh. Gee willikers. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Ridley Scott, you know how to make a weirdly good film. <laughs> it's not like so bad that it's good or so good that it's bad. It's just like bad and good. It's it's not one or the other. It's like separate. It somehow manages to be both. Yeah, it manages to be both. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. manages to be both, and it's 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 really baffling to me. <laughs> after after our many many podcasts going through different movies, I think there there are other films that pull this off, where there's just like so much schlock, and <laughs> like yeah, Black Manta. <laughs> yeah, I mean Black Manta is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and nothing you can say will ever convince me otherwise, but. Like it's just so it's just so lovingly crafted that it's 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 just great, you know. Uh, what did you think, Isaiah? Yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I feel like I enjoyed it less this time around. 
but it was still enjoyable, you know? It was still a fun, entertaining movie to watch. And I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Russell Crowe just plays Russell Crowe in every single movie he's in, just to more or less extents, you know? Like, Les Mis Russell Crowe is, like, maybe diluted by half Gladiator <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> it's just him it's a one to two diluting ratio. it, yeah. So do you want how much gladiator do you want? Fifty percent, okay. <laughs> I can make that happen. I can make that happen. Uh, but it's like the one character role he plays. He does it so well. It's so cheesy. Yet you kind of wanted to like rally behind him. You know, it's inspiring. Totally. And ah oh, man, rating wise, uh, I want to give this movie an eight. Okay. But I also want to give it a six. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So I'll put it at a seven. Oh, like right okay, there, okay. right, right Makes in between. Because the I would say the highs are eights, but the lows are definitely like sixes. <laughs> so average, it's a seven. Works yeah. out. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I'm thinking the exact same thing. I'll give it a seven because the highs are high, but the lows are kind of low. But yeah, overall, uh. I love this movie. It's endearing, it, despite its flaws. There's there's good qualities to it as well in all regards, like acting, dialogue, set pieces, whatever. But there's also bad things in those regards as well. Uh, I think the thing that sticks out to me most is that the fight scenes are both awesome and bad at the same time. The choreography, the shooting... It's like both good, and then there's some times where it's bad, and you can just see how sloppy it gets, or they're trying to cover up some of the weaknesses they had. But yeah, it just kind of makes like good action sequences stand out so much more. Like I'm just thinking primarily of John Wick. Um, just thinking of those scenes, like lovingly shot, like in detail. You can follow the action, uh, like that guy getting stabbed in the eyeball. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And the little kid laughing in the theater. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, That's I, I highly need, recommend This movie needed more of that. <laughs> more of that. People getting grotesquely stabbed in the eyeballs. Yes, yes. The little kid laughing. Like, uh, do, Lucius, yes. Don't cut away from it. Just show us the violence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm like Isaiah, though. I think... Um, the movie had held a really special spot in my heart, and then upon revisiting it, uh, I noticed the flaws more. I still love it, but then you realize it's kind of like this girl you had a crush on, and you thought she was super hot, and, and then you look at her again, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> she's still great, but uh, <laughs> she's not a 10. <laughs> it's like that, all right, on that note, <laughs> anything else y'all want to add in before we get on out of here? No, uh, I don't think right. so. Yeah. Not really. Oh, I guess okay. I'll reiterate. I mentioned yeah. this at the very beginning, but they have a lot of great prop design, and then in yes. one or two shots, you can very clearly see that it's like, like a rubber sword. Oh, it's been, really? It's been painted like <laughs> gunmetal gray. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna watch those scenes because does the sword like flop around? No, but it's very clearly oh. rubber. It's just like crappily painted gray or silver. And you're okay, like I wanna, I wanna rewatch uh... it. <laughs> I mean if you if you go frame by frame, you will you'll probably see the rubber swords flopping around. 
but gotcha. I, mean, I want to see a flop. <laughs> that's that's distinctly unfair to the filmmakers. Because yeah, 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 yeah. For those for those that don't know what we're talking about, when you make a prop like a gun or a sword or something that uh, it obviously carry cannot be full metal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, there's there's several different versions of it, right? There's the there's the hero yeah. prop. Which is like the most detailed, most real to life, like made out of actual metal and like little mm-hmm. little detailing that you can. And those are for the close up shots. And then there's uh, several different stunt versions. There's going to be like the really lightweight, like foam version when they have to like carry it around running. There's the rubber version for when they have to like fight and like they don't want like 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 a metal sword to hit your actor in the eye <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, what could possibly bone. go wrong? Yeah, yeah. What could go wrong. Um, and then once in a while they might have like a real ass, like dead ass, real sword version, which is rare, yeah, but it does happen. Really rare. Um, and depending on what shot you're watching, it'll be, it'll be a different version of the same prop. And it's, it's a, it's a whole culture to keep track of these things and, and often recreate them. There's like, uh, the, yes. there's the Adam Savage does a really good job making different versions um <laughs> there's a whole community it's uh uh the rpf the replica prop form where they'll take props from movies and very lovingly recreate them uh based on just the film or like you That's know impressive, like, yeah. you know or you know like behind the scenes documentaries and stuff like that and make it as true to life as possible um but yeah if you <laughs> it's a fun game to see where where they mess up <laughs> like where they accidentally show a close-up with with like the stunt prop and it's just like a rubber piece of crap <laughs> it's just flopping around and you're like oh no <laughs> uh usually it's unnoticeable because they're very careful where they where where they use these props but it, yeah. it, it, it happens once in a while in this film it happens a couple a couple very noticeable times you're like damn man that is a rubber-ass sword you're holding. <laughs> uh, one interesting thing is because of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Sony Walkmans cassette players are really expensive. So a lot of people just make those instead of like a prop version, not an actual. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't function. But yeah, Adam Savage does that. It's really cool if anyone wants to check it out, get into the prop side of uh, movie making. Like you can make... The initial design forms for toys, apparently that's very lucrative. Anyways. It, it's a cool little culture, and if you're at all interested in making stuff, I would encourage, I would, I would highly encourage people to give it a shot. Start as small as you can, because, <laughs> like, the more you learn about how difficult it is to make even the simplest prop, the more you appreciate films like Gladiator, where they make, they're making, like, Dozens of suits of armor and swords and spears and all this stuff. That's so where, crazy. Like a sword, like a sword might take, like for a hero prop, like the most detailed version, it would probably take hundreds of man hours. Like for the stunt version, it would still probably take like dozens of hours to, to make it detailed enough to look good on camera. And then they have to make hundreds of them. <laughs> hundreds of them. Imagine the amount of labor for every single little thing so i i would encourage you to give it a shot make something small like maybe like a chest plate or like or like a crappy plain broadsword or something like that and you're like wow this took me three weeks <laughs> 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 and you think about it you're like wow most movies are made in like 
you know, four to nine months. Oh, dang. <laughs> but how? <laughs> but, but how? It's it's fairly incredible. It gives you an appreciation for why movies are fucking expensive to make. Yeah. On that note, close, we got uh, Barry giving Gladiator an 8 and a 4 simultaneously. Uh, we got Isaiah and me at 7s. Anything else? Y'all want to add in? Um, Joe Kane Phoenix? Uh, I don't know if you're actually... The Joker. I don't know if you're actually a sex pervert, but you you do you. Hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> We're behind you, Joker. <laughs> behind you, Yeah. You do your thing. Alright, well, on that note, <laughs> this oh, has yeah. been episode 20 on Gladiator. Thank you for listening in. Write to us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com Once again, the email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com Catch you guys next time. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy.